0: No, that's what I said, we will see it, it's a joke. After all, everything is good. There's nothing to be interested in things and find them
1: The time has come. Catherine Bigelow.
2: Being uh, characteristically uh, pessimist and cynic, this and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life.
0: Spoil.
2: I remember quite clearly, it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun.
3: Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. Michelangelo Antonioni. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them,
1: and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math.
3: Three artists in the
2: presentation of the Mm -hmm. Palme d'Or.
0: Adele, Lea, and yeah. Abdel, Adele, Abdel, Abdel, Abdel. Abdel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Filmotomy Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm your host, Bigana, and I'm joined today by three amazing people. Uh, first up is Jonathan.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: And then we've got Robin. Hello. And last but not least it's Rob. Hi there. And how are we all today?
1: Good.
2: Yeah, been long day. Uh popped up a mid but I'm good to go.
0: Okay. Oh. was that shaking on the shaking of the tablet. Stuff? Oh
2: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's also much my blood pressure vacation. Sorry about that guys. Oh, oh no. Good. That's fine. What
0: that's if good. it gets you through the podcast really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, today we're sort of talking a bit about Cannes. It, uh, I don't know whether you've heard that it's on this year. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
0: but I, I thought we could talk about a sort of um, most anticipated films, what we're we're looking forward to, and also sort of touch upon sort of um, uh, a few controversies and. Um, post-Weinstein and everything to um, how we see like the f- whether the film festival sort of adapting to the changes that are happening um, in the Hollywood and the film industry because um, I know it's become it's gone under fire recently for the lack of women um, and w- female directors and everything and obviously the whole Netflix thing so um I thought it'd be it's a good sort of topic to talk about. There's so much to talk about in terms of it, but um, yeah. I guess if we try and narrow it down uh, and uh just sort of like uh discuss the main points, but we do have uh, a week well, a few articles coming out by Robin, don't we?
4: Yes, it's gonna be sort of the history of can favorite winners nice um so.
0: Um, I'm just going to talk about a couple of movies that I'm looking forward to that are um, sort of being shown at the festival. Um, I'm looking forward to Under the Silver Lake, um, which is sort of L.A. film noir film from um, David Robert Mitchell, who was the director of It Follows, which I really enjoyed.
1: I thought it had some problems, uh, honestly. I know I know that a lot of people loved it, and, and certainly it was visually really uh, interesting, and I it did have my attention and my focus for about seventy-five percent of it. Um, but it just kind of uh, its ending really bugged me. But um, I'm I'm also really excited about Under the Silver Lake, and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, um, I, it does certainly sound good. I've not really I've tried to not ruin it for myself by not l- reading up too much about it I've just yeah. seen like the trailer and everything um but it's starring Andrew Garfield and I really like Andrew Garfield who was the previous Spider-Man so that's one of the films I'm looking forward to um also I'm I didn't think I would ever say this I'm actually looking forward to a Lars von Trier movie
4: <laughs> oh
2: uh, that's 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 rare uh, that's I don't something know. I everything mean, say
0: I know I'm shocked I literally don't know what's happening to me but I'm actually lo- really looking forward to the house that Jack built yeah um and I don't know why like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what's wrong with me like something's happened to me overnight like maybe I've been like last trier has been sneaking into my bedroom and like whispering into my ear why I've been sleeping like you will my movie um <laughs> but i really want to see this film and i'm quite surprised that he's back in the festival but especially after what he said yeah <laughs> but, I-,
2: I thought when they and when he basically kind of said he said it's like okay i i thought uh, okay this guy's probably done with can he's probably done at Cannes for a long time if er- if like ever but, but yeah. now he's back yeah, and I feel like a lot of
0: people are being sort of angry and bitter about this. Like what I've read up from other peoples and, and their reaction to everything.
3: I really wanted to be a Jew and I, and then I found out that I was really a Nazi. You know, uh, because my family was German, Hartmann, uh, which also gave me some pleasure. <laughs> so I'm kind of a... Yeah. What can I say? Um, I I understand Hitler, but I uh, I I I I I think he did some wrong things. Yes, absolutely. But 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 I I, I can see him sitting in in his bunker in the end. <laughs> but I, there will come a point at the, at the end of this. There will come I will I will. No, I'm just saying that. That that uh, I I think I understand the man. Uh, he's not what we, you would call a good guy, but I, um, yeah, I I understand much about him, and I sympathize with him a little bit. Yes, not. But come on, I, I'm not for the Second World War, and I'm not against Jews. Susanna Bier. No no not even Susanna Bier. Um that was also a joke. I am of course uh, very much for Jews. No not too much because Israel is a pain in the ass. But uh, still um how can I get out of this sentence?
0: Do you feel like he you should be back?
2: Well have you read uh...
1: the... I'm sorry go ahead.
2: <laughs> Honestly I am I'm, I'm kind of torn because I I said this is about his work. I feel like When he's good, I think Lars von Trier is is a really provocative and very interesting filmmaker, like Dancer of the Dark, which is, I think, probably my favorite film of his. Uh, is really good. Uh, Part One Nymphomaniac is actually really interesting. Uh, And then when he's not, and he makes just infuriating shit like Antichrist and uh, The Idiots, it's like, okay, what the fuck is this guy doing? (laughs) <laughs> and, I don't, I don't I mean, it's like, you know, I want to like him, but, yeah, I want to like him because as an artist, I think he's interesting. But as a person, he just sounds like a, like a really kind of a piece of shit. Mm.
0: I, I feel like maybe a lot of what's put into the press is exaggerated. And I think that he is kind of like a Kanye West type of figure like he- he's
1: a provocateur yeah I I, yeah. I kind of see him in a similar manner and I, and again I don't I certainly don't defend in any in any serious way or really in any way what he said at the that press conference or melancholia but I I wonder at times if that if he's just like trolling or if he's like literally <laughs> just yeah I, and I have no idea or if he's just I have, insane, no, I have idea no idea if that's what's going on but but I I'm reading about this his new movie and it does sound like it, it diverts from his usual fare. I mean, it still sounds like a pretty violent movie, but it's kind of about a serial killer. And I don't know. I'm just kind of interested in seeing if, you know, if it's any good. Um, but, yeah, I as as who who Lars von Trier is, I have no idea. Um, I need to probably see more of his movies to get a better idea as it as who he is as a director. But I would say
2: two. Um, I would definitely say to of the dark, because I think again that's his best. Yeah. And then if you really want to go controversial and just see something that's just well just inferior in very that's very infuriating and just fucking weird I go with mm-hmm. uh, the idiots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot about the idiots and
1: I Sean think- Baker talked about that like being like, a, like like a really kind of inspirational film for him. I mean, he made Tangerine and The Florida Project. So I mean, I don't I've been told to watch that one, so I'm sure I will get to it someday. But he did say uh, he did say that it was, it was very controversial. So I, I have heard that.
0: Uh, and Robin, what do you feel? Do you feel like Lars should be let back in?
4: <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't really. I mean, it's not going to be. He's based a lot of his career on on the festival. You know, a lot of his success has come at the festival. He's Won the Palme d'Or. His actresses, his actresses, have won a couple of times, you know. So he makes films about women or whatever. But um, no, I don't think you should. If you're gonna, I think if the can of in charge, then it's, it's, it's put the ban there, then just uphold it. Don't bring him back. I don't care if it's for. There's plenty. There's plenty of films that come to can that you don't need that kind of controversy and publicity. The festival doesn't really need it.
0: Why do you think he's been allowed back in? Is it because it's simply that they know it's going to get publicity?
4: Huh. I don't know, it's been seven years, has not it? So, you know, that's the last that's film had at Cannes, because he, he was quite a regular, so... Mm. I, it's not in the short of films, but I think maybe just, you know, after five years, you know, your debt gets wiped. I, I, something like that, probably. I don't think we've done it for publicity. I just don't think we need the publicity. I don't need bad publicity
0: anyway. Mm. I, do, I, I, I find it a bit odd, but at the same time, um, I don't think anyone really should be banned from any film festival. Because yeah, I I Because we're not
1: I really wanted...
0: judging the, the, the person. We should be judging. We're
2: judging about. the work.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think that, and I maybe I'm wrong here, and maybe uh, you know one of you knows more about Cannes than I do, because um, I you know I I just kind of respect it for. Sort of like what they represent in terms of cinema. Like the French cineasts are like some of the most passionate, some of the most—I um, mean, you know—if you can use the word "crazed" here, uh, like film film fanatics in the world. And and can, I feel like can is like sort of representative and at the center of that. Um, and I, I I think that they really don't believe in censorship. And so when you're when you ban somebody for for comments that they make. You know, um, cer- certainly that that can send a message, but to ultimately be in the spirit of you know uh, showing the work, showing the art, um, hopefully is at the center of that. So I, I think maybe that might be why they they have sort of loosened their that ban and and invited them back.
4: Mm. What was the they've the changed a couple of things this year? And they're not as important, but the thing like the selfie ban and the um, the, the screening. The screening rules have changed as well now. There's not going to be, like, an early screening for them. It's going to be one. Everybody goes in and watches the film at the same time. So they've obviously wanted to change a few things, but it sort of makes you wonder why they would bring him back now with what happened in the last year with the whole, you know, women and men in the industry. Mm -hmm. Is it it them saying something else? I mean, I'm punching up straws now, but they're saying, like, you know, forgive and forget, or, well, let's see, or... Because obviously he's involved in it as well with Bjork, you know, there's stuff there. Um, and I don't think, I don't think he's like a publicity haul either. I think he is a bit of a dick in real life. His films, if you watch his films, you get that impression. Even though it does, it does have strong roles for women. I'm not going to deny that. But these women are like these, are depressed and abused. I don't know if you've seen Breaking the Waves. Uh, I mean, that is Halloween. That film is the end. What Jonathan mentioned as one well, Bjork film, that's mm. that's quite disturbing even though it's kind of a musical yeah. and it, it Yeah.
0: Even something like um, Antichrist and and Nymphomaniac uh, is yeah. very like the the central woman is very suffering. Yeah, just full of depression is mentally disturbed and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. is is you know, I, I, I do like it because it obviously it's, it's a complex character, as a, you know, it's not your average female character that you see on screen mm. but at the same time it's not a, a, prop, it's not a good representation of women
4: like, Melancholy is probably is whole six is I say it's at least one clear film but it's, it's probably the film that was probably the, the most catered for commercial audiences but also because there was talk that his film would be removed as well and then Kirsten Dunst Best Actress, and she said, like, thank you for, you know, um, not removing the film from the competition. I wonder if it had won the Palm die if he hadn't said those things, because it was very, very popular at the time.
0: But um, is there anyone else who's got uh, films that they're sort of anticipating?
2: I've got two, well, or three, maybe. Uh, Black Klansman by Spike Lee, which looks... Which looks very interesting. It's about this, uh, black detective who infiltrates a local chapter of the KKK and ends up being, like, a, uh, the head leader.
0: Hmm. Yes, I've heard it's based on a true story, which I was astonished to to find out. So, that's really interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, of course, like, you were talking about Under the Silver Lake. Um again I get that I, uh, I liked I, I loved it. it follows I want to see what David Robert Mitchell has obviously for this one and it's a film noir I think it's a, it's a film noir about Hollywood and it's murder mystery that can that, that can that might bring the whole town down or something like that that looks interesting and um everybody knows from agar Fadari am I saying this name correctly Fadari. Behind. Fahad, uh, Fahad, Fahadi, <laughs> Asgard Fahadi, uh, yeah. I've only seen uh, The Past, I think, The Past, I think that was, uh, that was the one with uh, Benincia, no, uh, she was in The Artist, she won Actress That Can a couple years back, and The Salesman, yeah. yes. both strong films, and, and it's like, okay, okay, this one I want to, this one I wanna, definitely want to check out.
0: I'm quite excited because it's starring Penelope Cruz. Oh yeah. I've just, I know it's television, but I've just finished watching American Crime Story season two, and she's in it, and she was really, really good in it, like superb. And I think that, she kind of disappeared for a while, like there wasn't really that much, like I didn't really see her in much. Now I'm quite, well, she turned up in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies or something and it was just atrocious but um, <laughs> she's such a great actress and I'm just glad that she's like been I've I guess she's sort of been used again because um, mm. she's I always liked her work especially um, you know sort of her earlier pieces and everything so I'm quite actually excited about it it's um was it called Everybody Knows?
4: Yeah. 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 Um, Polish director as well of works in the UK, um, a Pavlikovsky. I think I pronounced that right. Cold he's War? Got, oh, no. <coughs> and obviously his last film was, was Ida, which was, which I think is, is excellent. So that is in competition finally. First time in competition for him. A film called Cold War. Um, I'm looking forward to that as well, obviously, For the director, uh, and one more quickly, the obviously a female director, the Italian um, Alice Rohrwacher. The film's called Lazaro Felice, and she won last time. She was she won the the grand prize for The Wonders, which is a really surreal film. And this looks like it's also going to be quite strange, quite trippy. Um, so they're they're the main three for me. I'm looking forward definitely.
0: And you just um, mentioned about um, a female film yeah. maker. Um, I just want to mention, um, is it Rafki? Rafki? Um, the first Kenyan film to be shown at the festival. Oh,
2: I hate
0: um, Which I'm really actually looking quite forward to because reading up about it, it kind of sounded a bit like um, Blue is the Warmest Colour, but then I thought, well, actually, it's probably... A, I didn't really like blue as the warmest color, so I know mm. controversial. Um, I just I have problems with it, but that's a whole yeah. that'll be for another day, okay? Cause yeah, I yeah that's, mean, that's a movie
2: I've always wanted. To, sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. No,
0: that's fine.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a movie I've had. I've, I've, I've have in my Netflix queue, and it's like, okay, at some point I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, mm. and I just never gonna never got around to it. It's like,
0: yeah, it's, it's
2: well, a, just. Uh, like, quick thoughts just to, for what, why you feel this way about this movie, and just...
0: I mean, it's uh, good, You know actually, what I'm getting but, into,
2: I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: was, it was good, but it didn't live up to the hype for me, but... Oh, okay. But, um, Rafiki... Raf-Ki? I think I'm saying it Rafiki? right. Rafiki? I don't know. Rafiki? Rafiki? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm terrible when it comes to pronunciation. You know, the film, the Kenyan film. <laughs>
4: It means friend, so just in uh, English. So so just it's call it friend.
0: Friend. But it sounds <laughs> really interesting, and I think what makes it um, interesting is the fact that it has a female director, and also that it's um, it's actually been banned in, Ken- in in Kenya.
2: Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh,
0: because of this, this subject, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a coming-of-age drama about two teenage girls falling in love. And... Um, they asked her to the director to sort of uh, edit it and, and cut out and you know remove certain scenes and she refused and as nice. a result it was banned in her country so mm, that's a shame I know it, it's a real shame and I, I hope that um, it gets the recognition that it deserves because it, it certainly sounds intriguing and the fact that she's had to go through a sort of struggle to get the film made, and it's you know it's been banned in in Kenya and everything, uh, makes it seem a lot more important. Well, more important now, more than ever. So um, that's another film that I'm quite interested in, and also you know from a female filmmaker, which um, do we feel like there's a, there's a serious lack of? films in, in the sort of festival well, by, by female filmmakers?
1: I think that, I, I mean, I think that when when they announced who was uh, invited to Cannes or who was going to be at Cannes, um, that there was definitely that sentiment. Now, one of the movies that I'm looking forward to is, is by a, a female filmmaker. It's called Fugue. Um, it's by a, a director named, I'm going to try to say this, <laughs> Um, Agoneska uh, Um but it's based, It's a movie about <clears throat> uh, it's a, it's about a young woman who uh, like returns to her family after like being away for two years, and she can't remember her past, and so she's sort of like she's a fami- almost like this familiar stranger in her family's house. And you know she feels alienated, and they sort of feel alienated. And but um, but I'm I'm that's one film out of can that I'm definitely looking forward to. And then just real quick, I want to mention um, just w- one of the other movies that has been mentioned is uh, Gasper Noe has a new movie coming out called Climax, which yes. has literally no plot summary. So mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what it's about, but um, oh, you know probably. I can kind of guess. Yeah uh yeah, no, I mean looking at his former work I, I'm sure I, I can guess as well but uh, that's that's just on my list to sort of something to look out for.
0: I'll I just say like I'm not looking forward to that film because I hate <laughs> love, love was yeah. such can I I'm gonna swear and I don't really swear that much but it was a massive <laughs> oh, go pile, ahead. it was a massive pile of shit okay I hate <laughs> that film. I hate that film because it's so boring. Um, it's just an excuse to to do pornography Um, the characters were awful, very uninteresting and the fact that the main character was a film student and never sat down and watched a movie through the entire course of the film or discussed you know, (laughs) showed any sort of like interest in being a filmmaker and was supposed to believe that he's he's passionate in film it's like no, the only thing he's passionate about is you know Having sex, uh, anyway. Back to topic. Uh, I mentioned just about female filmmakers. Robin, what do you feel that there's um, a, a serious lack of female representation this I
4: year? Do. I do. Yeah, but I'm quick to defend the, the festival because the when you look at other the Hollywood industry, for example, and other festivals, Cannes mm. um, kind is of still way ahead of them with diversity, obviously international films films about within films directed by and also the panel you know the invite women onto the panel as well it's not like there's a real massive problem with that festival so I'm kind of to defend it more than I am the Oscars for example I know, I know mm. it's different but what they do is you know they, they get to choose which films are going to compete you know, and this is why the standard is usually so high and there's, there's three women in there, maybe, you know, the other women didn't make films that That's good. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate now, but... And some films are not finished, some are still in pre-production. Pre-produ- mm. There's a number of reasons you can say it, but... Then you look at the flip side and think, well, if a woman does win, are we going to say that that was just a statement, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like the, the problem just continues. Last year... Sophia Coppola won, and that was probably that probably was a statement because that that film there was films far better than that in competition last year. Uh, but then, you know, Lynn Ramsey won screenplay for. You were never really here. Yeah, and that was that was a funny prize as well because it was a good that, that maybe should have won best director and the guard best screenplay but they do not really work like that you know they sit in the room and they discuss it and they say well that was the best mm. so you know the, the Coppola thing I think was maybe a statement are they going to do that this year does that help the problem you know it writes into the history books obviously but
0: yeah well it's kind of almost like an empty gesture is it in, in a way it's not really making much of an impact yeah in, because I, I don't think it's a is going to change by just giving a prize out to a female filmmaker. That's you know, it is a good statement, it will encourage hope you know, I hope it encourages new talent to emerge, but at the same time there's a, a bigger problem happening in Hollywood and it needs more than just um, a couple of prizes being awarded to certain film you know, film directors. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But,
0: you
4: know, how do you go about that? I think with The Bigard last year, it wasn't very well received. It was a bit of a shock win, but it was a popular win because of who she is. Mm. I think we'll see something similar this year, unless those three movies are terrible. But you usually only get like two, maybe one or two turkeys that are in selection. You get one or two that are terrible. But the rest are usually very high calibre, so, you know... That that film Lazarus, Felix, that's a film. I think that's a film you need to look out for. I think this. I'm going to predict it now. It's going. To, it's probably going to win one of the top three prizes on the director prize. That's just my feeling. I've not even seen it, which is crazy.
1: Um. Well, like the. <clears throat> I mean, the other films that I had on my list have already been mentioned pretty pretty well. I mean, the the house that Jack built by von Trier. Black Klansman by Spike Lee, I think, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, over the last couple of years, I've watched Spike Lee's, um, a couple of his movies. I, I have liked, really liked 25th Hour, and then I went back and watched, um, Do the Right Thing, which I really, really liked, and I also liked, uh, Clockers, in the mid-90s, um, and so I'm just really interested to see if, you know, because he's kind of not had a, a I don't want to say a successful film, but a, a film that kind of was on that level, so I'm kind of interested to see what Black Klansman is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Under the Silver Lake, I've uh, you know, the, like, neo-noir, film noir, I'm really, really into that kind of stuff, so, like, L.A. Confidential is one of my favorite movies, so I'm, uh, I'm really anticipating that to be something I've, I really want to see.
0: I, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Whether, I mean, I don't know how strong Andrew
1: Garfield will be in it. Yeah. But I did like him in
0: Silence, the Martin Scorsese movie. Which oh, yeah, I love him. that movie. So yeah. I'm hoping he's going to be able to do it. Because I feel like he's more than just, a, you know... Face. <laughs> yeah, he's more than just a Spider-Man. It's more than
4: just high hair. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got amazing hair. Hasn't he?
1: Well, he was good in Hacksaw Ridge, the Mel Gibson movie, where he—I I believe he got nominated for Best Actor for that role. But um, yeah, it was—he was pretty good in that. And I mean, I have full faith that he'll be—he'll be good, um, you know, in David Robert Mitchell's movie. So.
0: Yes, and it kind of ruins it for you that movies kind of get talked about so much. But then with like. Um, the Last Trier movie and, and climax and they're not be- there's not very much that's been given about that like information-wise and maybe that plays in their favour because they're not so discussed already. We don't know the plot and it's not part of a franchise or
4: yeah. And it's the it it's generally quite not even journalists critics know about these films. they have not the see them. Mm-hmm. So it's quite if there's I mean, the, the Turkish film director, uh, Yuri Bilge-Keylan, he's back. And he's won he's won three consecutive prizes with his films. so he's a very... He's like, you know, Von Trier caliber for Cannes. that he goes there, makes a great film, and they love it. Uh, he's there, you know, so instantly I'm like, I can't wait to see that, you know, without any sort of hesitation that it would flop. So that, that's what I like, because I don't know... Much about it, yeah. Until obviously next week, when it, it gets viewed, and then you get to the reviews. And, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I'm quite um quite excited um, about uh, there's a documentary called Whitney about Whitney Houston, directed yeah. by uh, Kevin McDonald, who did Touching the Void and um, the documentary about Marley, uh, Bob Marley. Um, so I um, I read that it could be, like, this year's Amy, you know, the documentary about mm. Amy Winehouse, and as you know, I love my documentaries, so that's one I'm looking forward to, but I'm also looking for- forward to um, Terry Gilliam's film.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: It's the man who killed Don Qua- Quoyote. Don Quixote
1: <laughs> Quixote, but yeah.
0: All right, Rob, okay. Okay. <laughs> Off. Don Quixote. <laughs>
1: no, I just, I have the book, and it, yeah, anyway, I'll
4: shut I'll I'll, up I'll now. I'll <laughs> edit that, I'll, I'll just edit that, and have Rob, I'll put Rob's, the last word, on the end of anchor. nobody'll notice. Don Quixote.
0: Rob, how about you say it, that you're looking forward to seeing Terry Killians. You go ahead and say it, and then I'll jump in.
1: <laughs> what's, what's the name of the movie called, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote? Don
0: Quixote. Yes. Oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> which
4: movie? Which movie do
0: you movie? Um, you know, the one about the man. Don Quixote. Oh, anyway, I'm a huge Terry Gilliam fan. Um, I've always loved his movies. I think I sort of grew up with like Monty Python, but um, also Baron Mulchhausen, uh, and Brazil. And yeah. I'm so glad that he's finished this because it's been like a, a real passion project for him um, <laughs> and I watched the trailer and it looks just it just looks like it's going to be a typical Terry Gilliam-esque type of movie and um, I know that he's kind of he's been critical about the Me Too movement and um, uh, certain points and I think that's People being quite bitter towards him. And I don't really understand that. Uh, I don't get it. And um, I don't, like I say, shouldn't really judge the, a film by what the artist has said. And uh, I think uh, I'm not going to go into a movie and, and pay much attention to what he's been saying on Twitter or in the interviews. Because uh, I'm just been anticipating this movie for such a long time and it's starring Adam Driver who is uh, at Jonathan Price and I love both of them and um, I'm really excited about this and the fact that it's uh, <coughs> is it being shown at the closing ceremony I think
1: yeah it's at a competition but it is, it is being shown I think at the at the end
0: I think that's like a, a huge statement and I hope it like we we're saying about films living up to the hype and I really hope it does because mm-hmm. um this whoops there's been a his last few movies haven't been that great in my opinion like mm. um I didn't really like Zero Fear Fearum. Don um, and Tideland Tide I quite liked um, but I didn't really like um, was it Brothers Grimm the Heath Ledger film I found that was a bit silly, and it just didn't. It seemed I don't know whether he didn't have the creative control. Like he, it should have been a lot darker. Uh, but this one, I'm I'm feeling very sort of optimistic about. But uh, like I say, his movies were such a huge part of my life growing up, especially like Brazil. <laughs> it seems like a really odd thing to say. Like Brazil was a huge part of my life growing up, but I really yeah. like that dystopian sort of <laughs> surreal element to the film. I like the outsider and the dream-like quality he has to his movies. And some of the films that he's done, like Fisher King, is, is amazing. And I um, watched it recently and I was crying, like pretty much from the very start of that film. I think most of that was to do with like Robin Williams and everything is like... Had a huge part of my life growing up. I don't know. I hope this is good and not going to be like a Han Solo type of thing. Oh. the fact that Han Solo is being shown is really annoys me. I don't know if Oof. anyone else feels like that.
2: I do. Well, I mean, they usually big. show. I mean, they showed Episode Three out of competition uh, in 2005, and I think some other big, big movies out of competition that can. So I don't think it's, uh, it's that. You know. That that um <clears throat> that rare or that uh, that much of a uh, of a big deal.
4: I think, yeah, well, if I go to can, that's probably as much as I'm star. That's not why I'm going to can to watch to watch that film. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah. For it. But but you could the same sort of same boat was Mad Max Fury Road. You know that that mm-hmm. was a film that was a blockbuster that was at Cannes. But was like What's this dude at Cannes? I know it's a little bit different because that was amazing, and it, you know, <laughs> you know, right. it had ten months, ten months of life. It went to the what it went to the award season. It almost won mm. everything, you know. But this this just feels like the film was. It's got had problems. It, it's rushed. It's not. It's. It's probably. I mean, is it, is it
2: going uh, uh, to bomb? If anything, it It might be a disappointment, but I doubt it'll bomb. That just yeah. feels like it, it, that just, it, it probably wouldn't happen, but you I never know with these things. So many
4: problems, I think, with it, but I've already it. it just feels very rushed and very strange that they do that.
0: I think it especially feels a bit weird that they, they're sort of um, trying to get out from bay time. I don't yeah. really, I really wouldn't think they would have, why not sort of push it back a couple of months and have it in the summer, but, you know... Well,
1: it's, it's Disney, fun. you know, you because gotta have it, a release well, every six months.
2: <laughs> but also, because it's, you know, it's uh it's also the year... It's also, what? How many years it's been since Star Wars, since the first Star Wars movie came out, and they kind of want to just go back to that traditional, you know, May setting?
0: Yeah, but... Perhaps, I don't know. I, I do feel like, um, in terms of can. I don't think I with any film festival, I don't think big blockbuster movies should be shown because um, those films get so much publicity and, and attention anyway. Hmm. Um, and marketing wise they get a lot of advertising and whereas I feel like festivals should be for more sort of organic movies, um, independent yeah. film world cinema are films that aren't going to be that commercial
2: way. basically yeah yeah. I, yeah I understand that
0: but it I, does
4: make a different crowd though doesn't i mean i, I don't appreciate yeah. it. it's not just you can't be so snobby about it that you can't invite people that like no, america but if it was in competition then that, that that's when i would have a problem if it was yeah. like could win the palm door that's <laughs> like come on now
0: yeah. Oh my God! Imagine if that happened. On That's, Howard. That'd be more controversial than Lars Von Trier saying anything. Yeah,
3: yeah. Imagine yeah.
0: if they got Lars Von Trier to direct a Star Wars film.
3: I I understand Hitler, <laughs> but come on, uh, I, I'm not for the Second World War, and I'm not against Jews.
0: <laughs> I want I'm
1: sorry. You. I would actually. I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. <laughs>
0: It's, it's just a case of like, I feel. I don't know, I've always felt that way about film festivals. Like, uh, I don't like. I don't, like Robin was saying, I don't want to go to a film festival just to watch any film that I can see in my local multiplex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, it doesn't feel right. Like, um, you know, I'd rather go and. I kind of like to go in there without any idea about what's been on just pick up a a program and look and see okay this sounds quite interesting and then just go watch it either i will love it or i hate it but um Mm -hmm. i don't know it's kind of like you do need to bring in the crowd somehow and maybe those people who go see the han solo film will then think oh okay what's you know what else is on after this or before this and Maybe then they'll be pleasantly surprised.
2: I, you know. Yeah, you know, gotta reel, gotta reel the suckers in somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got all the uh, the little all the, the Star
4: Wars geeks and everything, and they're like, come out and like, right, so what's what's for Hardy doing this
2: year? Yeah, stay, cool. come for <laughs> come for Han Solo, stay for uh, Black yeah. yeah, come
0: come and see climax <laughs> <laughs> by by gasper No, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, is there anything else that you feel will be a surprise at Cannes this year do you think there's going to be something that's going to sort of shock us
4: um, hard to say um, there's another female director uh, Nadine Labaki which is, she's a Lebanese uh, she made a film called Caramel about 10 years ago which is, which is quite good, very likeable uh, very well made. She, she could be a contender, nobody's really talking about her. Um and I don't think anybody's seen Touch of Sin. A Chinese film. Um he's also back in camp with Ash Purest White, so I think that's possibly a dark horse as well. Um and also uh, this young up and coming director called I pronounced this right, Jean Luc Goddard, maybe
1: Jean Luc Godard. Ah, yes.
4: He's gonna be. He's gonna be massive. It'll change French cinema. I think. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, there is a movie called Long Day's Journey into Night that I think is interesting. It's by Bygan, or Bygone, um, and kind of is. It looks like a like Asian crime movie, but definitely yeah. caught my eye and was reading about it a little bit.
4: Yeah, his last film was really good. His, um, I can't remember, it's called Kahili Blues, and my wife loves it. It's a film he made last year, so that, that should be good. Yeah, like a massive, you should watch it, there's like a massive tracking shot in it. Really, yeah, really well made. Oh, well,
0: I have to check that out, because I'm, I'm yeah. a huge fan of like Asian cinema, um, yeah. especially sort of South Korean, you know, um, Japanese ch- Chinese films, hmm. so it's definitely one I will have to put on my list. Even though my list is so big now, it's hardly a list. It's like a more like a, a like novel or something. Yeah.
4: What am I not gonna see?
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's more it's more like what am I not gonna see? Han Solo. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, I just want to quickly mention a film I haven't really read much up on it, but I I just read up. Uh, briefly on it. It's called Knife and Heart um, starring Vanessa uh, Paradis, uh, who plays a porn a porn producer in the 70s whose latest production is threatened by a serial killer. Uh, mm. You had me at the words porn and serial killer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it sounds really interesting but I don't know whether there seems to be a lot to do with sex recently and, and like can oh, they seem to be obsessed with it aren't they but um, I thought this might be quite interesting because uh, it's set in the porn industry it's a bit of like a CD world and you know like we we're saying sort of biddy nights and everything um, this could be quite interesting I don't know whether it'd just be sleazy and uh, be sort of a bit of a disappointment but it could be a sort of an interesting surprise but that's a film I'd be sort of wanting to seek out but like I say I can't find much about it, so the less I know the more I'm interested in movies. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but um yeah, what well, any anything else? Any final thoughts on Kahn? On Can?
4: I wish I was Look, going.
0: Ken, well yeah. <laughs> I just say how do you say it how do we all say cuz i was can. learning about the pro- trying to find out about the pronunciation can
2: i say can like an american I think, can? yeah can uh, yeah cuz i'm, I'm american, can? Yeah.
0: i, I kind of slip <laughs> i say can or i say con
2: con but can. i get it con con it sounds like i'm just saying like it feels like i'm Madeline I'm saying, or yeah, <laughs> oh, really like, con or something yeah con james con or you really con or something like that um <laughs>
0: oh, Cannes Film
4: Festival. I can't wait to see right.
0: Han Solo.
4: See <laughs> you in Cannes.
0: Oh, I'll i I'll, I'll, I'll save you a seat for the hand solo Han
4: Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By Ron Howard.
0: <laughs> oh, Ron Howard.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I, l- I love Splash.
0: It's going to be I a have, quite uh,
4: eventful. I'll have the TV. You can watch on the site, official site. I'm going to put a pause down there, but... You can watch like the, the, them arriving, the interviews, the press conference. Um, I watch all of it, and I, I'm just completely like hooked. And I watch everything because I just find it fascinating. The whole, you know.
3: Anyway, I, I know I really wanted to be a Jew, and I, and then I found out that I was really a Nazi.
4: Press conferences, the arriving, and the interviews, because you, you start to learn about the film. So I'll be like glued to the TV, basically. Just glued to my computer. But well, I'm certainly going to, I'm looking forward to writing about it. Yeah. It's kind of covered it as if I'm there.
0: I just, just a quick um, question. Mm. Heels, should they be allowed in Cannes Film Festival, yes or no?
2: Yes. Heels?
0: Yeah. Like
2: high actual... High heels Oh, ah, uh, ah. Yeah, they, uh, that's fine. We're, well, it's a formal affair, so, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that.
0: Um, Rob, heels
2: or
1: flats? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> both are fine. I think, you know, the freedom to choose is um, it's up to the individual.
4: W- would you pack a pair? <laughs>
1: uh, no. Um, no.
4: No. What I would say is, like, if, you know, imagine if you, if you go as a journalist or whatever, then I would say definitely not. Wear nice, comfortable, flat shoes. Um, I, mean, I, I went last year, but just for, like, a couple of days... And it's just a lot of walking, mm, and then my yeah. feet, my feet, were in like state. So it's it's that cliche comfortable yeah, shoes. So for me, definitely not. I wouldn't wear heels. heel
0: yeah. Um. I would just say that I can't walk in high heels, <laughs> so I really have a problem with them. Uh, but if it's case of like I wouldn't be allowed to go into a screening because I was wearing flats, then you know I would. Have to stick some fake high heels onto them and then just by then, like, not watching, quickly take them off and put my uh converse on. So, yeah, but, yeah, okay. I think it's a bit of a silly rule, but you know,
4: good, good question, then Glad you asked it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we also we discussed fashion on <laughs> fashion and film, yes, but uh, yeah, well, um. Oh,
4: quickly, what we'll say, sorry, Wacky yes. Phoenix, when he won best actor last year, he was so sure he wasn't gonna win, he actually had like sneakers on.
3: I'm sorry, I don't speak French, I'm sorry, je. Um, well, thank you so
2: much. Je ne peux dire que this is totally merci. Unexpected. Ce um, prix est tout à fait inattendu. I'm, I'm oui, have... <laughs> <laughs> Mes chaussures ne sont pas,
4: ne sont pas de circonstances.
0: It's just such a whacking Phoenix thing to do. Yeah, <laughs>
4: it's such yes, a good yeah, movie, you
1: yes. know. I, really, I saw it recently. Uh, you were never really here. It was, oh, it was it's really
0: brilliant. good. It's brilliant.
4: It is, it is really good, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, thanks very much for your time today, guys. Um, I just want to say to everybody listening, you can check us out at um, www.filmotomy.com We're also on Twitter. Uh, I'm on at uh, the film B. Jonathan, you're.
2: Oh, yes, uh, you can find me at, uh, at Twitter at MrBrown23 underscore.
0: Underscore23, sorry. Oh, underscore23, don't forget the underscore, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh Robin, you're nice uh, and easy.
4: Okay. Is at Philip Motto Don
0: Quixote. And Rob, your Twitter handle, please?
1: Yep, it's just at Rob underscore Motto.
0: Brilliant. A... Uh, perfect. And guys let us know what you're looking forward to uh, uh, at Cannes film festival and also like and rate us on itunes we really want your sort of feedback so thank you very much for listening guys
4: thank you uh, thank you so much
0: and as the french would say au revoir Je